so glad you could join us for the mornings at YCVC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with Him. So let's get into the Word. Good morning church. This morning's reading comes from the book of Philippians in chapter 4 verses 4 through to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Thanks, Tony. Uh, It's been such a blessing to see some other people's faces, hasn't it? Uh, And and especially having God's Word read. So thank you, Tony, uh, for reading God's Word for us this morning. Uh, This morning, I want to ask you this question. What are you thinking? It's actually a question uh, that early in our marriage, I remember Christy and I, my wife, we would often ask one another... uh, in moments of silence, when it was a bit quiet or we weren't talking or we were driving the car and it was a bit silent, we go, oh, what are you thinking? As a way of initiating conversation to try and tap into the mystery of what's going on in our spouse's mind. Uh, I have noticed that we haven't done that so much for several years. I'm actually thinking it's probably since we've had children, those moments of silence rather than trying to drum up more conversation and crack open the head, we're just enjoying those moments of silence. But this morning, I don't want you to ask someone else, what are you thinking? It's actually this morning an invitation to ask yourself this question. What are you thinking? What what am I thinking? I want to take a moment this morning for all of us to take stock of our thoughts. To take stock of the traffic that is running through our mind. What are you thinking? Uh, Are you uh, caught up with thoughts about the the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, Are you worried about the economy? Uh, Are your thoughts spinning about family? Are you struggling to spend all this time with your family? Or is there family that you want to be spending time with that you're struggling with the fact that you can't connect with them and and that spinning through? Is singleness something that's rattling through your head at the moment? Or is your marriage something that you are ruminating over? Is it your children? Uh, are, Are you thinking about the road back to normal and what that looks like? And as we've come through the road into restrictions then then uh certainly something for myself starting to feel some uh, anxious thoughts about what the road out to normal begins to look like uh, are you concerned about debt and and if you've lost your job or or, or your business has changed are you concerned about how you're going to keep paying off your debt what are you thinking i also want to start to think about what not just what are our thoughts but but what's characterizing our thoughts what shape are they taking? And what I mean by that is, are your thoughts thoughts that are a roadmap towards anxiety and fear? Are they anxious, fearful thoughts that stir up anxiety and fear? Or are they thoughts that lead you towards peace and rest? Are they thoughts of self-worth and, and seeing yourself through the eyes of God and, and who you are in Him? 
Or are they thoughts of self-loathing and thoughts that lead you to feel pretty sucky about yourself? Are they thoughts of hope or are they thoughts of despair? Now, in my own thoughts, as I answer this question myself, what am I thinking? Then I want to confess to you that I'm not practicing, or at least for this past week, I haven't been practicing well what I'm about to preach to you this morning. And so as I pray for you, I I want to ask you, please pray for me. I'm struggling in this space of my thoughts at the moment. Uh, My thoughts, my mind has been spinning about what church looks like after the COVID pandemic. Uh, and, and, and I've been caught up in, in trying to solve problems that I just don't have the information to solve yet. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know when it's going to be, but, but I've tried to think of a thousand solutions for it. My mind has been spinning about power bills and water bills and am I doing enough as a pastor in this season? Have I called enough people? Uh, and am I enough? And then I find myself having arguments in my mind with with mystery people that don't exist about, well, of course I'm doing enough. No, I'm not. And my thoughts are spinning about that. What am I thinking? What am I thinking expecting to be able to live in peace and rest when I'm choosing to be thinking along those lines? What am I thinking? And so this reading that Tony read for us, Philippians chapter 4, verses uh, 4 to 9, is, is a great passage of Scripture for when we're experiencing uh, stress and anxiety. Uh, th- these first few verses about rejoicing in the Lord, uh, about not choosing to, to remain in anxiety, but, but taking our prayers to God, uh, our prayers, our supplications, and, and this promise that that when we bring our requests to God, He will guard our heart and our mind with His peace. It's, it's a great word for seasons of anxiety, but it's not the word I want to dig into today. It's not today's word. Today, I, I really just want to dig into verse 8 of Philippians chapter 4. Uh, this verse is, is a verse about choosing our thoughts just to remind us of what it says uh, it says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things think about such things think about such things what are you thinking about See the verb, the word verb, uh, sorry, the word think here is a verb. It's about an active choice, something you're choosing to do. And so the apostle Paul, who who wrote this letter to the Philippians church, is saying, finally, brothers and sisters, choose the kind of things that you're going to think about. Choose the kind of things that you are going to allow to take up your mental space and capacity. Think about such things. The the idea is not letting our thoughts happen to us. How often is that the case that that if we ask ourselves this question, what are you thinking, we actually just have to take some time to think about it and because our thoughts are actually something that we're not choosing, there's something that's happening to us. And so the Apostle Paul here in in this one verse, this powerful verse is encouraging you and I to choose 
the kind of things we're going to think about. Uh, we're going to jump back into his suggestions, his encouragement about the kind of things that we should be thinking about. But, but first I want to zero in a little bit more on this idea of taking authority, taking a choice and responsibility for what we're thinking about. Uh, see, the Apostle Paul, in, in another scripture, in a, in a letter he wrote to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, he's talking about um, their engagement with, with uh, heresy and those who were teaching false doctrine. And, um, but there's this part of this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, that, that really speaks to this idea of taking responsibility and authority over what we're thinking. He, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And, and here's what I want us to grab this morning. And we take captive every thought. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so the Apostle Paul in, in this uh, discussion around what kind of thoughts do we have, what kind of uh, ideas do we have. He encourages us to, to take every single thought captive to kind of grab hold of it and make it obedient to Jesus. Uh, obedience means that, that it's made to submit to Jesus Christ. It, obedience means that it's made to be compliant with Jesus Christ, it, it means that it's made to come into alignment with Jesus Christ. And so thoughts come. I don't know about you, but I assume that your brain works at least somewhat similar to mine does, and, and thoughts come into it. We, we don't always get to choose the kind of thoughts that we have. Thoughts will pop into our mind. Thoughts will happen and, and some people, some of us struggle with intrusive thoughts, really unwanted thoughts that we find ourselves thinking. And so that will happen. But what the Apostle Paul is encouraging us to do here, what the Scripture is asking for us is not to just let that happen, not to just be a victim of our thoughts, but, but to take each of them captive. To not just let it come in and bounce around the mind uh, uh, gives me the, the mental image of it, you know, that old Windows screensaver, which was just the Windows logo. I can kind of do it on your screen here, just going boom, 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 bouncing around the screen, that screensaver. And so often that's what our thoughts are like. They're, they're just bouncing around in there unchecked, unexamined, free to roam and wreak havoc, boom. Bumping up against, boom, 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 the walls of our thinking. And so what we're encouraged to do is to not let that happen, to take that thought captive, to grab it, to examine it and make it obedient, make it compliant, make it submit, make it come into alignment with Jesus. And so what that means for, for the lies that we sometimes believe in, and, and if you're human, you will find yourself believing and, and, and thinking things that just aren't true often. And often that's about ourselves. And, and so what this means is instead of just letting those thoughts bump, bump, bump around our mind, thoughts of unworth, thoughts of uh, lies, thoughts that, you know, maybe Jesus doesn't love me, maybe I'm not good enough, those kind of thoughts, what that means is taking them captive, grabbing them, 
and just checking. Does that agree with what Jesus says about me? Does that align with the Father's heart for me? And if it doesn't, we take it captive and push it out. Sometimes that's easier said than done, but that's what we're called to do. It's taking thoughts captive and going, is this thought something that stirs up peace or does it stir up anxiety? It's taking check of the thoughts that are bouncing around in our head and just checking, do they align with what Jesus would have me thinking? And so I'm not talking here about denying the reality of the world. I'm not talking here about denying the reality that we are living through a challenging season. That's for some of us more so than others that I'm not denying the reality. I said I'm talking, thinking about power bills and water bills and, and bills, bills, bills. The reality is I do have to pay them. So I'm not talking about denying the reality. But we don't have to choose to have our brain spinning on those things 24-7. Jesus said, who of us can add a, an hour to our life with anxious worry? And so the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4.8 in 2 Corinthians 10.5 wants us to take control to choose what we're going to think. And encourages us to bring our thoughts in alignment with Jesus. Uh, really, this is about uh, still connecting with that theme, that vision we have for this year about learning to abide in Jesus. Uh, a powerful place in which we can abide in Jesus is in our thought life. To seek to ensure that our thoughts are thoughts of abiding, remaining, aligning, dwelling with Jesus. And so I want to jump back into that scripture that we began with, with Philippians chapter 4. I'll just find that again. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. The Apostle Paul says that we should think about such things and, and so I want to just take a moment to think about well, what are the such things that Paul wants us to be thinking about? He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. The uh, word that was originally used in Greek here means according to face value to to be tested truth, truth that cannot be hidden. And I think this is such an important thing in what some people call a post-truth time where, where, where truth is, in a sense, thrown out the window and, 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 and what is truth and false news and all of that kind of thing. The Apostle Paul's words in this season ring so true that we should be focusing our, focusing our thoughts on what is inherently true. Not on maybes, not in what, on what-ifs, not on wild stories and crazy conspiracy theories, but thoughts anchored in what we know to be true. Some of that other stuff might turn out to be true. We don't, we don't know, but, but what we're encouraged to do is not to spin on the maybes or the what-ifs or is that right, is that true, but to anchor our thoughts in what we know to be true. 
See, I don't know what's true about when we'll be able to come back and, and gather fully with the whole church here together. And, and so I can't anchor any true thought in that. It's not that I can't think about it or have a plan or process, but, but that's not something that there's a, a, an inherent truth to anchor my thoughts to. It's all just maybes and what-ifs. And of course, as followers of Jesus, we remember his words, that he said he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if we're going to think on such things as truth, then Jesus is at the centre of that. But it flows out to other areas of our thought life and not getting carried away by maybes, as I've said several times, maybe sweeping our thoughts away, but anchoring our thoughts in what we know is true. Uh, the Apostle Paul, sorry, we're still on the same verse. The Apostle Paul says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble. And this, uh, this word noble means honorable, dignified. It means weighty. It means things that have, in a sense, a gravitas a majesty to them. And so not only do we want to focus our thoughts on things that are, that are true and that are clearly true, we, we want to focus our thoughts on the honourable, the dignified, the significant. We've been encouraged here to not get bogged down in the minutiae or the insignificant or the inconsequential things. To not get carried away with majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, and whatever is right and pure. Right here is this idea of being just or godly or righteous. Uh, pure is holy, unspoiled, uncontaminated things. That, the, the word literally means things that have been prepared for worship, set aside for worship. And, and so we're to focus our thoughts on things that are right and pure. We're, we're focusing our thoughts on, on the things that are untainted in this world unrighteousness and, and purity and, and the good things of God in this world. Not to get our thoughts swept away with all that's broken and wrong and impure. But to focus our thoughts on what is right and pure. Again, it's not denying the reality that there are things that are broken. There are things that are, that are impure and tainted in this world, but it's not denying that reality and we're called to, to go and be light into those space, but, but we can't let our thoughts become 24-7 occupied with brokenness and impurity. We need to choose to dwell and think on such things of that which is right and holy and good and pure and of God in this world. If we're to be any hope to those spaces that are broken and impure. So we're to think on such things as truth, think on whatever is noble, to think on things that are, are right and pure. And, and Paul also says to think on things that are lovely and admirable. Uh, these are things that are worthy of our personal affection. Uh, these are pleasing things. These are things that are worthy of our admiration. And so the truth is that beauty remains in this world. 
there, there is still beauty to be pondered and thought upon. Uh, in essence, it's, it's actually in some ways that, that now that we've been forced to stop from our busyness, to stop the, the churn of life, some of that beauty is more available to see than ever if we would just stop to see it. Uh, it's this, this idea that we often talk about to stop and smell and I would say to see the roses in a sense. That might be literal roses if you're, if you're blessed to be able to see some, but, uh, but it's just to open our eyes to see that despite difficult circumstances, either the ones we're in right now or, or just difficult circumstances in life in general, it's so critical to think on such things that are lovely and admirable, to take time just to ponder and dwell upon things that are beauty, beautiful and wonderful and pleasurable and enjoyable. And finally, uh, the final kind of category of things that the Apostle Paul encourages to think on is things that are excellent and praiseworthy. These are things that have a, a, a moral excellence and virtue, an inherent just excellence to them. Uh, they're things that are worthy of enthusiastic praise. They're things that that are, that are worthy of getting excited and joyful about. And so the Apostle Paul encourages us to, to choose our thoughts, to not let thoughts be something that just happened to us, to take them captive and, and make them obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. He encourages us to intentionally think on such things as truth such things that are, are noble such things that are admirable such things that are lovely such things that are, are pure and right such things that are excellent and praiseworthy some of us will struggle in this place of, of our thought life some of us will be uh, so patterned in the behavior of not thinking on the kind of things that the Apostle Paul's talking about, but, but thinking on anxious thoughts, troublesome thoughts, thoughts that bring us down instead of build us up. Uh, some of us will actually need some outside help, some, some prayer or some counseling to break off the cycle of negative thought so that we can enter in fully to the kind of thoughts that Paul's talking about here. Some of us will uh, need to choose to cut off sources of information. Uh, my wife this morning uh, encouraged me, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm stewing on, on, on our power bills and, and one of the reasons for that is now we've got this smart meter that tells me every day how much it's costing. And so she just said, maybe you need to delete that app and she's absolutely right because that's a, an influence on my thought life that I can quickly and easily go, oh my goodness, and spend the rest of the day instead of thinking about lovely and noble things, thinking like, oh, this is costing a lot of money. Uh, what I'm saying is, is sometimes we will need to take decisive action. Sometimes we'll, we'll need to seek out help to cut off those thoughts that intrude or cycle through our brain to enter in to thoughts of truth praiseworthy, noble things. 
For all of us, I want to encourage us this morning to take our thoughts captive, to not let it be like that screensaver that bounces around the screen of our mind that's just pinging from one side to the other unchecked, to take our thoughts captive, to choose that there'll be certain things that, that you, some of them you'll need to acknowledge, but you, you're going to choose to not allow them to become something that just keeps bouncing around and clears out every good thought. To not let it be a hamster wheel type scenario where it's the last thing you think on and the first thing you think on each day. I want to encourage us this morning to actively pursue thoughts that align with Jesus. This is so key in our and our transformation. Uh, the, the, those of us that follow Jesus, the scriptures talk about us being uh, renewed, being transformed to, to reflect who Jesus is, to, to be transformed from glory to glory into the image of Jesus Christ. And, and so in Romans 12 too, just one final scripture this morning, uh, the Apostle Paul again, we're, we're, we're playing the greatest hits of the Apostle Paul this morning in a sense. The Apostle Paul says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And so we read that about behavior. We think, well, don't behave the way the world behaves. But it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And, and so we want to partner with God in the transformation of our life in, in being shaped into the image of Jesus, then, then we need to take responsibility for our thoughts. We need to uh, submit to Him and allow Him to renew our mind. Our mind's not renewed by anxious thoughts. Our mind's not renewed by fearful thoughts. Our mind's not re renewed by unhelpful or impure thoughts. It's renewed when our thought life comes into alignment with Jesus. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's at the core of how we are shaped to be new creations in Jesus. So I want to ask you again this morning, what are you thinking What is occupying the space between your ears? What is consuming your thoughts at the moment? I believe there'll be some of us who, whose thoughts are, are, are already in that space of, of true and, and, and noble and, and worthy and um, honourable things, experiencing the blessing of that. But I know there'll also be some of us that, that will struggle in this space to bring our thoughts in alignment with Jesus. And, and so I want to pray this morning for all of us. I invite you, as I said at the start, this is, this is uh, something that I've been struggling to practice what I knew I was going to preach this week. Um, and so uh, I encourage you to pray for me this morning. Uh, and then we're going to uh, end our time again together with a... With a um, opportunity to uh, praise God in song. So will you pray with me this morning?
Father, we ask for your Holy Spirit to come. To come into each and every space that we're connected from this morning. To come and help us to take stock of our thought life. To help us to ask the question, what are we thinking? To help us to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Father, I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and to renew our minds this morning. Fill our mind with thoughts of what is true, of what is noble, of what is right, of what is pure, what is admirable, what is lovely, what is excellent, what is praiseworthy. Help us to make decisions about cutting off the source of thoughts that don't align with you and to actively seek out such things that the Apostle Paul has written of. We invite you to come and be Lord of our thoughts. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.